Good morning, church. And good morning uh, also to our church gathered online. Whether you are here in our building or you are worshiping with us from your home this morning, uh, you are an important part of our congregation, and we are glad that you have joined us for worship today. Today, uh, the first Sunday of November, we commemorate All Saints Day in the church. All Saints Day is a day in the life of the church where we remember the life and the ministry and the legacy of those who have gone before us in the faith. Hebrews chapter 11, the writer of Hebrews lists through the testimony of the Old Testament heroes of the faith. And having reminded us of how they have shown the kingdom of God through their life and their work, he then begins Hebrews chapter 12 with these words, So then, because of all of those who have gone before us, he says, so then, with endurance, let's also run the race that is laid out for us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up, and fix our eyes on Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter. We remember the lives and the legacy of those who have gone before us in the faith, so that we might be encouraged by their example. That we would be faithful to Christ in whatever we face, just like they were faithful. They remind us to fix our eyes on Jesus and run our race well, just as they did. So today we not only remember all of those who have gone before us in the faith, but today we especially remember those members of our congregation who have passed since All Saints Day last year. So this morning we will light a candle of remembrance to celebrate the life and to remember the legacy of faith of each of these church members. This morning, as we light the candles, as we light each candle, if we call the name of one of your family members, I would invite you to stand in remembrance for just a moment as their candle is lit. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who have gone to their reward with the Lord, but who encourage us to remain faithful just as they were. Today we remember the life and the legacy of Betty Bentley. Today we remember, you may be seated, just stand for a moment and, and we remember with you. Today we remember the life and the legacy of Naomi Scarborough. Today we 
remember the life and the legacy of Robert Bostian. Today we remember the life and the legacy of Carolyn Bentley. Today we remember the life and the legacy of Will Beeston. Today we remember the life and the legacy of Jay Gray. In the last year, these members of our church have joined the great cloud of witnesses, having running the race of their faith to completion. They are celebrating life in heaven with their Lord, and their lives and their legacies encourage us to remain faithful to the work of faith in the days in front of us. Let us join together in prayer. We bless your holy name, O God, for all your servants who, having finished their course, now rest from their labors. Give us grace to follow the example of their steadfastness and faithfulness to your honor and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. God of comfort, we pray also today for the families of each of those who have passed in this last year. We know that their grief remains very real. And there are moments where they celebrate the life of their loved one with joy. And there are moments where they are overwhelmed with grief that they are no longer present with them. And so God, may your comfort continue to fall upon each of these families. And may we as a church be encouraged to be faithful to the legacy they have left for us. These things we pray today in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. November 1st not only marks the beginning, uh, not only marks the day uh, of, of All Saints Day, but it also marks the beginning of the Thanksgiving season. What is often referred to in, in our uh, country simply as uh, the holiday season. Where we kind of roll all the holidays up into one ball <laughs> and uh, try and swallow it whole. The way you might take a, a handful of your medicine and there's uh, one pill that's designed to help your cholesterol and, and, and another pill that's... Uh, you know, designed to help maybe with your blood pressure, and you take those pills and you just kind of throw them all together and take them at once and hope they all do their work. We often kind of mush all the holidays together in that kind of way and hope that they do their work. But the holidays that we celebrate this time of year 
have their best impact on us, not when we shove them all together into one generic celebration of family, but when we pull them apart and let each one do its work, forming us in the particular ways that that holiday was designed to form us. See, these holidays are not just simply a day to celebrate but they are an, an intentional decision by the people of God to be formed in a particular kind of rhythm. And so, towards the end of November, we will celebrate the holiday of Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving is not technically a, a holy day from the Christian year. It is an American holiday that commemorates something particular about the history of our people, about the history of our nation, a good harvest that was stored up after a hard year, and the pilgrims who stopped to give thanks. But of all of our American holidays, those ones that were created by our country, and not by the church to celebrate the Christian year. Thanksgiving is the most uniquely Christian of all of those commemorances. Because the Bible over and over and over calls us to be people who are full of thanks. Psalm 107, written perhaps 2,000 years before Americans came up with the idea of a holiday called Thanksgiving. We are commanded in Psalm 107, Give thanks to the Lord, because He is good. Because His faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks. In 2020, I believe it is important for us as the people of God and for us as a church to not celebrate a day of thanksgiving, but to enter into a month of gratitude where we spend the entire month of November intentionally choosing to fill ourselves with thanks, to fill ourselves with gratitude, and to give that thanks away, to give thanks, and to be filled with thanksgiving. Some of us, though, may be approaching this November wondering what in the world we have to be thankful for this year. Every year of our lives are filled with difficulties. But 2020 seems to be filled to overflowing with heart, with things that are discouraging. And so as we approach the end of 2020, we may not be full of thanks. We may be full of some other things. We may be full of doubt. And we may be full 
of anxiety. And we may be full of fear. So I want to challenge you this November to make a choice. To choose. To choose to be full of gratitude. To choose to be thankful. Full of thanks. Psalm 89 was written during a time of national tragedy for the people of Israel. The foundations of their very society were shaken. Everything that they depended on had been changed. The world had fallen apart and their country had fallen apart in ways that they never thought could happen because God was with them. A time of national tragedy and struggle. Does that sound at all familiar? The end of Psalm 89 reads, How long will it last, Lord? You've you've asked that question this year, haven't you? How long will this pandemic last? How, How long until I can go back to work? How long until this election is over? How long until we can go back to church? How long will it last, Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my life is. Have you created humans for no good reason? Who lives their life without seeing death? Who is ever rescued from the grip of the grave? Where now your loving acts from long ago, my Lord, the same ones you promised to David by your own faithfulness? Remember your servant's abuse, my Lord. Remember how I bear in my heart all the insults of the nations. The ones your enemies, Lord, use. The ones they use to abuse every step your anointed one takes. The writer of Psalm 89 is overwhelmed with the struggles of his nation and how those struggles have made their way into his community and into his life. He is not full of gratitude. He is full of doubt and anxiety and fear. And his eyes are not on the Lord because he believes that the Lord has hidden himself. That's how they ended up in this mess in the first place, he believes. In this time of national tragedy, he can't see where God is at work anymore and is filled with doubt, anxiety, and fear. Psalm 89 not only ends on such a sad and depressing note, Psalm 89 is the last psalm of book three of the psalms. You may remember that the book of psalms is actually five books of psalms put together. And that is the ending of book three. Be kind of like if you turn to the last hymnal, or the last hymn in our hymnal. And the last verse of the last hymn in our hymnal ended. The Lord has hidden from us. Everything is horrible and it's never going to end. That's not a very good way to end our hymnal. Perhaps that's not a very good way to end 
the third book of the Psalms. In fact, many scholars believe that Psalm 107, the first psalm in book 5, was written as a response to the depressing end of Psalm 89. Another psalm writer said, no, that's not the end of the story. That's never the end of the story. Yes, there is tragedy and there is hardship. And there are years that seem that they are filled with more hard than we could endure. Years that fill us with doubt, anxiety, and fear where we have difficulty seeing where God is at work. But Psalm 107 responds to that and says, no. That's not the end of the story. There is something more real. There is something more enduring than the struggles of our life. Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord because He is good, because His faithful love lasts forever. When we are filled with doubt and anxiety and fear, And the heart of life is completely overwhelming. Psalm 107 says, choose in the midst of that to give thanks. What do we have to be thankful for, you might say? In the midst of this doubt and anxiety and fear and all of the hard that we have to endure, what is left to be thankful for? Well, we give thanks to the Lord because He is good. The goodness of God does not change based on the overall feeling of the year. It doesn't matter how hard a year gets. God remains good. Why? Because His faithful love lasts forever. Another translation says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. What endures? The love of God. Ultimately, doubt does not endure forever. And anxiety does not endure forever. And fear does not endure forever. And the struggles and difficulties of this life, though they seem to never end, do not endure forever. What endures forever? The faithful love of God. And so choose to give thanks for God's good love, no matter what else is happening in your life. Give thanks to the Lord because He is good, because His faithful love lasts forever. That's what those who are redeemed by the Lord say. The ones God redeemed from the power of their enemies. The ones God gathered from various countries, from east and west, north and south. Ah. The ones redeemed by the Lord, what do they say? They speak their thanks. And then Psalm 107 tells us a number of stories of people whose lives fell apart who were filled with doubt and anxiety and fear and hard, but were rescued by the Lord. Some who were hungry and thirsty wandering in the desert. Some 
who had not followed the Lord's plans for their life. They did not follow the commands of their Lord. And that led them into dark and difficult places. Some who had gone out in ocean ships and found themselves in the midst of a storm. Some who had been imprisoned and found themselves locked away. And in each one of those stories, they all did the same thing. They cried out to the Lord in their distress. Those who were hungry and thirsty in a barren wasteland. Those who had made choices that led them away from God's best plan for their life and bore the the results of that. Those who had been locked away in prison. Those who were in, in the midst of a storm on the seas. Each one of these groups of people cried out to the Lord in their distress and God delivered them from their desperate circumstances. Perhaps, perhaps in the remainder of 2020, we would choose to spend less time complaining about our circumstances and more time praying for God's deliverance. Because ultimately complaining doesn't change things at all. But the deliverance of God can make all things new. They cried out to the Lord in their distress, and God delivered them from their desperate circumstances. So, the psalm writer says, let them them thank the Lord for His faithful love and His wondrous works for all people. Let them thank the Lord for His faithful love and His wondrous works for all people. 2020 has been a full year, full of hard things that we didn't see coming. Add to that the hard things that we did see coming, and our lives are overwhelmed and full of fear, of hard. And when our lives are that full of things that are hard to endure, then the natural response, if we don't choose differently, then our lives will fill up with doubt and anxiety and fear. And we will be discouraged and defeated and divided. But in the midst of that, we can choose a different way. We can choose to turn our eyes towards the Lord. And we can remember that there is something that endures more than the hardship of life. We can remember that there will be a day when all of the hard things of life will come to an end. And doubt and anxiety and fear and discouragement and division will come to an end. And in the moment, what will remain? What will endure? The goodness of God and His faithful love to His people. So choose this November. Choose this month to fill yourself with gratitude. Choose to be thankful. Thanksgiving isn't just a result of your circumstances. Thanksgiving is a choice that we make 
to see the goodness of God no matter what is happening in our circumstances. When we say, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever, we are reminding ourselves of what is more real than our circumstances. The goodness and enduring love of God is more real than whatever we think is happening in our world. And we remind ourselves of that. When we say, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever, we are speaking the truth that we want to see in the world. The best way to become thankful when your circumstances are hard and you don't think you have anything to be thankful for is to choose to give thanks. Choose in that hard moment to find something to be thankful for. I don't care how small it is. Find the tiniest little sliver of goodness that you can find in that moment and give thanks to God for that. When everything else seems to be set up to destroy you, you can choose to find that little sliver of goodness and you can speak thanks into the world. And that will begin to grow gratitude in you. So when we say give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever, we are speaking what we want to see into existence. And when we say give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever, we are reminding ourselves to live that truth. And when God's people choose to live out of a life overflowing with gratitude, we will make the goodness of God visible in the world. If God seems hidden this year, if it seems that God has abandoned His people this year, when God's people start to act out of thankfulness, out of gratitude that will begin to make God visible to the people again. So in the month of November, I challenge you to choose to be filled with thanks. To choose to be filled with gratitude. This morning I want to share two ways that I encourage you to approach this. You'll come up with some of your own ways. And we may share some more ways as we move through the month. Because we're going to talk about how Thanksgiving forms us each week this month. We're going to choose to be grateful each week this month. I give you, I challenge you two ways to fill your life with gratitude with Thanksgiving this month. First, take the 30 days of gratitude challenge. Choose Each day of November for each of the 30 days to find one thing each day to be grateful for. And don't just say, oh Lord, I'm grateful for lots of stuff. Well, that's nice. Name something. Name something each day that you were grateful for, small or large. Nothing is too big to give thanks to God for, but nothing is too small to say thank you for either. Interestingly, thanks is something that we are supposed to give, right? Thanksgiving. We give our thanks away. 
So don't just hold that thanks in your mind. When you find that thing to be grateful for, write it down. Start a list in your journal. Or on your daily calendar, add that to each day, your thing that you're grateful for. Or go onto your social media, onto Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snappy Chat, Twittergram, Face Twit, is that? And share your thing that you're grateful for. Because we are supposed to give our thanks away. Maybe as a family around the dinner table, you can share the thing that you're thankful for that day. Yes, your kids will not want to do this, parents. (laughs) But we can help them enter into Thanksgiving. We can go through this as a family and give thanks. 30 days of gratitude challenge. What are you thankful for today? Today is day one. And in a moment, we're going to end with a moment uh, for you to name to God something that you're thankful for today to start your 30 days of gratitude challenge. The second thing I want to encourage you to do, if you are able, if you are thankful for the presence of God with you in this hard year, we are going to take up a thanksgiving offering as a church. Just a way to say, thank you, God, that you have led us through this year. And I encourage you, if you are able, to give something extra above your normal tithes and offerings. Whatever it is that you plan to normally give, let's give something extra as a way to say thanks through our giving. That's the word, isn't it? Thanks giving. That money, whatever we collect in our thanksgiving offering, we will celebrate. However small or large that offering is, we will celebrate. And that money will go into our general budget to help care for uh, our church moving forward. There's, I mean, it's, there's no surprise to anyone that the nature of 2020 has lowered the giving to our church this year. That makes perfect sense. If you are able, give something extra in November as a way to celebrate thanks and the goodness of God and the work of this church that continues even now. Next week, we'll add a, a, a basket for our Thanksgiving offering. You also can give on your normal tithes and offering envelope in the, in the extra memo line. You can write Thanksgiving offering, and uh, you can do the same thing online if you give, give your tithes and offerings online. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. I invite you to bow your heads. And in the moment of silence, ask God to to, to reveal to you, to help you discover something to be thankful for this morning. And then simply say, thank you, Lord. Let us give thanks.